The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Hey, good morning. Q here, Notebook Wagering. Getting ready to hit the NFL slate. We had a great show with Skippy on college. We crushed it. We we absolutely crushed it on the show. We called a bunch of games. I'm going to take credit for the Missouri win. I said take them out right. That's a nice win. Uh, Oklahoma, I mean, we all we were firing. Utah, we were big on that show. Uh, West Kentucky by Jason. Huge, huge win there. So uh, we're starting to fire, but it's a little late in college football. We, we got to pick that up next year, but we'll get back, uh, you know, back on track today with the NFL. We're all pretty much killing the NFL. So let's jump right on into the games, fellas. I got, sorry, I got Smitty and Jake Kim here. I got a little ahead of myself. Um, all right, let's jump into the games. We got to get this rolling. Browns are hosting the Lions. Big line movement. Browns opened up at minus 10. It's now minus 12. Over-unders 42 and a half. I know Smitty has a little uh, algorithm he follows with the over-unders. So, Smitty, why don't you start? Yeah, I've been saying the last couple of weeks, you know, I saw 45 or below uh, has been hitting really well this year. So, you know, being the teaser king, what do I do? I just tease the points up. And last week would have been great. The only one I missed was Cleveland, New England. It was 51 and a half and it got to 52. So I missed that. I had a bunch of winners in this last week. I'm going to do it again. Why not? I like going back to the well. That's what I do. So this one sitting right now, 42 and a half. I love teasing it up 48 and a half. Take the under in this. I'm going to match it with somebody. And I also like Detroit. I like taking Detroit up to 18 and I like taking Detroit in this. So I'm playing the under in a teaser and I'm playing Detroit plus 18 in a teaser. Jason. Yeah, a lot of uh, so last week, obviously the Lions in the horrible tie that we got everybody all fired up. Even got us all fired up between ourselves. Um, so they uh, they didn't even win the battle, but it seems like they lost the war too. There's a really banged up injury report for the Lions. No Trey Flowers, no Jamar Jefferson, who looked pretty good in limited time last week. Uh, which I think there's a couple other guys out here. I'm looking. Taylor Decker's questionable. And Jamal Williams still questionable, too. So this is a pretty banged-up Lions squad. In fact, Jared Goff is doubtful, and they're going to start a guy named Tim Boyle under center, who I have never heard of, which is pretty interesting <laughs> when you get to the NFL level and you don't know who the quarterbacks are. Uh, I don't see a Mike White performance coming from Tim Boyle. Um, 12 is a lot, but I think Cleveland will do pretty well here. I'll lay the 12 because I think this is Detroit's offense is just not going to show up. And I would probably lean toward the under on that sentiment. I actually make this game an over, but that's with all those bodies in there. So taking the Browns and the under in this one. Yeah, it's going to be an ugly game. It's a no play for me. If you had to put a gun to my head, I would probably lay the points with the Browns. But both sides are banged up. I mean, Cleveland's just as banged up as as Detroit. Um, so that kind of, I wouldn't say zeroes out, but it definitely makes uh, the Lions injuries less uh, dramatic. Um it's just an overall nasty game for me. Um, I, I don't know the weather in Cleveland. I know this time of year gets kind of nasty, uh, so that could play a role. I mean, 
it's like you said, no play for me. But if you had, to, if I had to pick, I, I would lay the points to the Browns. All right, we're going to go in a little better weather. The Jags are hosting the 49ers. 49ers on the road, laying six and a half, over under 45 and a half. So it's right there, kind of on Smitty's uh, line. I, I like the 49ers. I mean, I, I didn't expect them um, to do much this year, but the Jaguars are just extremely brutal. Um, I, I think the Jaguars get a nice road win and, and good weather. Uh, Oh, you know, my six time, I think it went by a touchdown. Yeah, it's an interesting game because it looks like, you know, just tracking this a little bit, some late night money coming in over on the Jags with the six and a half. Um, you know, it's a strength versus strength. The uh, Niners' best run or best defensive side is the run defense. Jags' offense basically counts on the run. I know you've got a banged up um, uh, running back crew for the Jags. So, I don't know. That's it's hard to take the Jaguars. I know they finally been started paying off for the last two weeks. Um, so I'm going to pass on that. I would actually lean a little bit toward the under here. I probably get about six points of value at Fern State. I like San Francisco teaser. Um, some defensive guys have been coming back for them. I think they're starting to play a little bit better. Uh, Jacksonville's a mess. I love taking San Francisco down. You get them about a half. Minus a half. I love him in a teaser play. San Francisco in a teaser for me probably will be an official play. Yeah, it looks like both sides running back crews. Uh, James Robinson is questionable. Elijah Mitchell for the 49ers is doubtful. It looks like they're going to have to finally play Trey Sermon, who they've spent a third-round pick on. And just uh, the last game, Q was asking about the weather. I did look it up. Periods of rain today. Sound like a hundred percent. So you're, it's going to be a rainy game there in Cleveland and 10 to 20 miles per hour winds. It definitely makes me like the under there. Absolutely. All right. So the, the bills and the Colts, that should be a pretty good matchup. One o'clock. The bills are currently at home laying seven over under 49 and a half. I like the bills in a teaser. I think they're a better overall team than the Colts. Both teams are pretty healthy. Um, the bills really haven't had too much injury. Uh, issues this year the Colts obviously have but they are getting healthier as we get down later into the season so that helps them uh, I think they can keep it close though I, the Colts they show some life um, not bad on the defensive side of the football you know the Bills have have been susceptible uh, to letting teams hang in there you, you know the, this seems like a down team compared to the last two years um, I, I like the Bills in a teaser but I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts keep closer on the road Man, yeah, it's an interesting game. It's an interesting game for the Bills because they had not beaten anyone of quality really all year except for Kansas City, who was playing their worst football at that time. Um, the indie defense really doesn't match up very well here. It's a good, strong run D, kind of soft in the passing area. Buffalo really doesn't care much. They run basically to offset the pass. Um, so I'm a little worried about that matchup. Indy hasn't played all that well on the road either outside of the uh, Quagmire Bowl against San Francisco on Monday night. Uh, I'm actually going to lay – Seven with Bills, though it makes me nervous. Um, but I do think that um, distance matchups here, and I kind of like Buffalo's matchups better. Love the Colts. I'm going the Colts today. I like them plus seven. I love them in a teaser plus 13. So um, just don't turn the ball over Carson Wentz. If he plays slightly smart, I think they're going to be fine. Give the ball to Jonathan Taylor, hit Pittman a little bit. I think it's a tight game. I mean, this is a good matchup here. Colts are a very good team. Very good team. Defense is good. I love how they can run the ball. 
Wentz is the question mark. I mean, if he plays smart, they're very good. If he does some stuff that he gets a little bit loose with the football, then it could be in trouble. But I love the Colts. I'm going to take the Colts plus the seven, and I love them in a teaser. All right, here's actually one of my favorite games, not because I'm a Dolphins fan, but I love the, uh, the play in general. So the Dolphins are on a road in New York. Dolphins are laying three and a half. Over under is 44 and a half. I think you could definitely make a good play for the under, but I really love the Dolphins here on the spread. It, it opened up at two and a half. You know, it might be worth buying a half a point down to minus three, so you get a push on a three-point game. But Miami's kind of found some resurgency. I've always loved their coach. I think he coaches really well. Uh, he's got some Belichick-esque to him. Um, I don't think the team's quit on him. Tua kind of did provide a huge spark for him last week. I think uh, maybe that gives them some confidence. They've got, you know, a quality win um, against the Ravens. Nobody saw coming. Um, two great defensive per- performances. And I just don't like Joe Flacco. I mean, Flacco's coming in. Uh, Mike White, I mean, he – I thought he's played pretty well. I mean, he got crushed last week, but he really hasn't had a, a week like that. And then all of a sudden you're putting in Flacco, who – I mean, Flacco hasn't shown me anything since 2012, so I, I just um, – I'm fade the Jets. I have all season. Uh, I like the Dolphins on the spread. Yeah, I actually like the Dolphins here too. I mean, I usually like points at home with dogs like this, especially when the public's on the one side. But um, the Jets move, making the move to Flacco is really curious. It almost seems like they're just trying to uh, quell any disturbances in the locker room that Mike White's better quarterback than uh, Zach Wilson. And so – Jets defense, you know, they play fairly conservative. They're going to give you yards. I think that's exactly what Miami needs. Um, I don't think they handle pressure particularly well. Um, and that's what you'll see today. I think that vice versa, I think you'll see them Dolphins bring a lot of pressure. I think, like you said, Q, they've played well lately. I think they're going to have a little confidence here. So I will actually lay the three and a half, even though I probably might buy it down to three. So I can at least guarantee a push. And I, I make this game right on the line for the over-under. So no value there for me. Well, the rumor was they were going to bring the blitz package, and that's why Mike White was not quarterbacking. Now, give me a break. I mean, doesn't most teams bring blitz packages, and Joe Flacco can pick that up? Joe Flacco hasn't picked up anything since he played at Delaware. So here's the thing. I like this goes right with the – it was 44 and a half. I already – I like this. Tease it up. Tease the up. Take the under. Check down Joe is going to be dinking and dunking. Run that clock. Tua plays, what's he like to do? Dink and dunk, run the clock. Now, the only thing that scares me, Jets' defense has been gashed the last couple games. They've given up a lot of points in some of these last couple games. I like the under, get it up to about 50 and a half. I like it. Dolphins are 6-0 ATS streak against the Jets, so I think the the Miami play is a good play by the boys too. But I'm going to play the under and tease up the points, take the under in this game. Boring game. Here's yeah, another- if you look at their schedule, though, for the Jets, I mean, the Patriots are a team that will bring pressure, but, you know, Cincy is not one that does that. Uh, Indy also likes to rush forward, drop everybody, and uh, Buffalo is kind of in that vein as well. So they may have a point that this is a, a team that's going to bring a lot of heat, like the Steelers or like the Patriots. Um, so maybe that's why they're doing it. That's the only thing I can defend that opinion. But, yeah, take the Dolphins. All right, here's another game that I like. Um, it's a dog. You know, you guys talked about it. Uh, a dog that is getting under seven points. Smitty, is that correct? It's hitting like well yeah. over. Yeah, it's a dogs, dogs on the road. Um, 
seven or lower have, have played pretty good number. I can't remember the exact percentage. I heard it the other day. So yeah, this kind of fits right in with this, um, that little, um, that little info. Okay. Here's a game that I, that plays perfectly into. So the Washington football team is a plus three and a half to the Carolina Panthers. We all saw the news. Cam Newton is starting. I love the football team here for, for a couple of reasons. And they all kind of based around Cam. Cam had a two-yard run last week, and he says he's back. I mean, you really weren't even wanted. They're, they're taking you back because they have no other options. But Riverboat Ron is on the other side. He knows you. He groomed you. He made you. He knows exactly what you do. He's going to spy on you. Um, and then on another facet, you got to learn Matt Rule's offense in two weeks. Like, I know you're good, but that's kind of hard for anybody. Um I mean, we saw even Tom Brady, you know, the GOAT. It took him several weeks to get Bruce Arians down, and Cam Newton's not going to come in there uh, and dominate the football team. I think the football team's record um, doesn't quite give us the true story of who they are. I think they, um, they've they done really well the last couple weeks. I think Taylor Heineke started to become a little smarter quarterback, you know, kind of throw that ball away, live another play, and see if we can do something. And they are getting a little healthier. Uh, Antonio Gibson was dealing with that that fractured shin most of the year it seems like he's starting to get his feet under him and a little healthy um i like the football team here on the money line to be honest i mean i'm gonna take uh probably the money line and the points but i i, I think this is a dog win here yeah I'm, I'm interested here this is one of the few games on the sheet this week where it's it's flip-flop right the tickets are mostly on um the panthers the money just about a little percentage is mostly on the football team um this is tough. I the three and a half scares me. Um, so if I was gonna take Carolina, I'd probably buy it down. Um, I probably no play for me. I can't really get a good read on this game. I really like Carolina's defense. I think it's pretty good quality. I think all the points you made about their offense are exactly right on. It seems to be a lot to put on Cam Newton early. And the football team has played really well the last four games. I know they haven't been rewarded with wins as much as they probably should have, but on the stat sheet, they've done really well. So uh, I think it's a tough one. I, I think the if you're gonna play this game, Washington money line makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's four, you know, 43 goes right in. I'm going to tease it up and take the under. You know, I think they'll a lot of McCaffrey today. I like a player prop in this. I like Cam over 27 and a half yards rushing. I think he'll get some runs in there. Take that. I think he hits at least 30 to 40 yards rushing in this game. I like Cam. I'm going to play that player prop. That's one of mine. Um, but I like in the game wise again, I like taking um, the football team up points. Take them about nine and a half. Take take them, and I love the under at forty nine. Double play for me again. Do you guys live in the Virginia area? Has there been any talk with the what the football team is going to do now that both their starting defensive ends are out? Because um, because I mean Kerrigan obviously moved on in the off season, and you have no sweat. You have no um, young. I just that's probably the biggest hole in that defense right now that they've had is uh you know they had a good defensive end. It's going to have to come from the inside. It's going to have to come from blitzing, which is not something they usually do. So. Um, a little bit of concern there with the football team. But were they really doing anything? Was Chase Young really well, doing anything? Pressure-wise, well, yeah. Sack-wise, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'll say this. I think Montez Sweat had a, an extremely higher year until he shattered his jaw, which that was a weird injury in itself. I don't even know how he broke his jaw. Nothing looked jarring uh, on the play that he did. But I think he's outstandingly uh, – uh, that's not even already where I think he's, I think he's tenfold better. <laughs> we uh, make than, up words on the show. Don't uh, worry. About I'm, it. I'm 
I, I think he pl- was playing at a much better level than uh, than Chase Young. I think he's polished. I mean, Chase Young is a bull rush. At least Montez Sweat knows how to swim around a guy or spin. I, I think he's the better pick. But, um, yeah, yeah no there's really been, really been no talk, to be honest, uh, which is kind of like you said. I mean, it's kind of concerning. Um, they do have really good defense tackles, uh, mm-hmm. even, you know, depth-wise. I mean, Tim Settle is a potential starter on a lot of teams, and he's coming off the bench for them. So maybe they just try to throw him in there if he had any experience in high school and college. You know, on the edge, I don't know what they're going to do. Some scheming maybe. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely a weakness for Carolina, so it would have been a huge advantage for the football team this week um, if they could have exploited it a little more. Absolutely. All right, here's a game. We've got some big injuries. So the Bears are hosting the Ravens. The Ravens on the road, minus five. Over under is 43 and a half. So, again, that plays right into Smitty's. Uh, I think an under would be a great play there, uh, especially if you can tease it up. I would probably tease it up six and a half to get that 50. Um, Hollywood Brown, as, as Smitty said prior to the show, is out, even though he tried to practice. Lamar, 50-50. But whatever are you going to get from him? And I think the Bears, uh, so they did lose. It sounds like Allen Robinson is not going to play. It sounds like Darnell Mooney is going to play, so that should help a little bit. Big loss with Camille, uh, Khalil Mack uh, out. That that definitely hurts the Bears. Um, I think the Bears hang in this one. I mean, it, Lamar being sick, that just doesn't bode well. Your best receiver's out. Um, I think Justin Fields is a gamer. I think he keeps them in a close game at home. So if I had to – take a side. I mean, give me the Bears plus five, but I really like the Bears in a teaser. Get them over that 10 mark. Yeah, it's interesting. There is some late night money on the Bears, and uh, that line was at six at times yesterday. Now it's down to five. Um, Bears injury reports really scary, though, if you want to take them in this game, which I, I'm kind of leaning on doing. I And I guess what you have to put your faith in is Justin Fields, because Akeem Nix also offered this game, and you could argue that he's just as important to that defense as Khalil Mack. Absolutely. Uh, Eddie Jackson questionable. Robinson, doubtful. Trevathan went to the IR. He's a good linebacker for them. So, I mean, they're losing some key guys here. Uh, so, it'll be interesting yep. to see how they can circle the wagons um, and get a pass rush. But, you know, maybe you don't really don't need it against Baltimore. It's more of a run D thing. But that's where Akeem Nix missing really hurts. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, uh, you know, bite my lip here and probably take the Bears plus the five. It just seems feels like that kind of game. It's going to be close. And um, saw some good things from Fields against the Steelers on uh, – obviously prime time and you know the Ravens run D not great the inside linebackers are more space guys and teams have been able to run on them um and I think that's what will happen today yeah I already jumped on this I I took I took the points up and took the under I mean it matches where I'm going with this again we named all the guys that are hurt in this I think it's an ugly game you know Lamar Jackson again we were saying off air man this guy is sick all the time somebody get him some Flintstone vitamins or something he is sick all the time. So we'll see what happens today. I like the under, but I love the bears too. I mean, why not take the home team dog, get them up to get them up to 11 in a teaser. I love the under and I love uh, the bears in a teaser. Love both. Here's major line movement in this next game. You know, Jason, we were talking about that. So the Eagles opened up at plus one. Now they're laying two and a half against the saints over under 43. You know, I'm not saying this Eagles team is great by any means, but the last two weeks I've said they played better. Um, they've covered in the last two weeks uh, against the Chargers. That's a whole nother discussion on a team we'll have in a little bit. And then last week they uh, they handle – who did they play last week? I'm drawing a blank. The oh, the, Eagles, the Broncos. I mean, they absolutely handle them. 
Um, and I was right on that. They were dogs, and they just outright crushed them. I love the Eagles here. I liked them even if they were at plus one. We saw Alvin Kamara's not playing, which makes me love him even more. And that Jalen Hurts thing, he got that uh, – Brian Johnson has left the booth, and now he's down with him. I think it's given us confidence. They're able to talk about plays. They're able to see some things. Um, and, it, and it seems like it's showing. Jalen, the last two weeks, has looked pretty confident as a quarterback. Um, so give me the Eagles, the minus two and a half. I love that play. Do you think the Eagles like heard our podcast and just basically heard us calling for them to run the football? I think every podcast was calling them for them to run the football. And now they're like fourth in DVOA running the football. So it's really given their offense a balance and they've played a lot better. It's been protected their defense a little bit. Um, some key guys out for the Saints, though. Kamara's still out. They're both tackles, starting tackles who are really good, are out for this game. Um, obviously, the Eagles front isn't as dangerous. I mean, Derek Barnett's going to go today, I think, but they don't have uh, Brandon Graham. So not quite as much of a threat, but yeah, I want to take the Eagles at home where they usually play pretty well. Saints are an up and down team and most of their downs have been on the road. Um, so uh, they're feisty though. I mean, they fought pretty hard against Tennessee last week, shorthanded, but uh, I think I'll still go with the Eagles here. And I don't have a play on the total. I think that's pretty much right in line where it's going to be. Well, I jumped on this. I jumped the total. So this is the one I matched up with the Ravens game. I'm just looking to see what I got it at. It was early this morning. Uh, 48. I got the under at 48 in this. So teaser play Ravens under 50 Saints Eagles game under 48. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles now pounding the football, really pounding the football. One of the most run teams right now. Sanders is coming back. They are 10 and five ATS last 15 against the Saints when they play. I probably would go with the Eagles in this game if I was going to just take a straight game, but I'm going to do the under. So we'll see. Yeah. 40% of the tickets on the Eagles right now, 70% of the money, according to action network. All right. Here's a, here's an interesting line to me. So the Titans are laying 10 at home over under 44 and a half. The Titans are just getting decimated with injuries, but they're still obviously winning games uh, and covering spreads. It does seem like they're getting Jeffrey Simmons back. I believe he was out last week, so that should help. Um, no running backs. I mean, when you got Deontay Foreman running for you, that's pretty bleak. Um, I, I I don't know how much Peterson's going to do for you there. Um, they're obviously still going to try to run the football. They do have their their receivers, though, uh, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, so that should help. Uh, but that's just – I don't know. This is kind of a line. I'm just getting that gut feeling that the Texans could hang around, like maybe some of the injuries – catch up to them this is a game they should dominate maybe they just don't you know they've been on fire the last six seven eight weeks like is this kind of where they just lay a dud um and and get an ugly win um i like teasing down i like teasing down the titans or teasing up the texans if i had to make a play <laughs> try to find that middle like i don't think the Titans are gonna blast them by 30 but i don't i mean i don't see them losing either i mean i could see them winning by a touchdown yeah, it's really hard to make a case for the Texans on the road. If this game was in Houston, I would, you know, maybe lean that direction. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just like you said, the Titans are kind of winning with nothing. Um, you know, they've had guys all over the injury report, you know, especially losing Simmons last week and getting through that game is amazing because that guy's the whole key to their defense. I mean, he's just a huge disruptor inside and kind of blows everything up. You saw that in the uh, primetime game against Los Angeles. It's hard to lay 10 at home, I, but, it, I mean, it's easy also because Tennessee just seems a way to score points. I just, you know, looking at this, there's just nothing really you can hang your hat on with the Texans except maybe their pass defense is okay, but I think just because their run defense is so awful. Um, but uh, so I, 
I'm probably going to stay away because this game, I smell a little bit of a rat here with Houston. Like you said, it's the stinker by the Titans. It's kind of cashing in all that luck that they've had or some luck they've had over the last six weeks. Uh, so I'm going to pass on this game. And if I had to make a play, I probably would take Houston plus the 10, just from, like I said, a no-show effort from Tennessee. Teaser, teaser, teaser. Love them. Take the points up. Take the under. It's right at 45. Of course, I'm going to do that. Also, take up the Texans up to about 16, 16 and a half. I think they're fine with 16 and a half. I like this. Stinker, stinker teaser of the week. I like doing those two really crappy teams and take them way up. Detroit, Texans. Oh, I love it. Love it. Great Sunday. Great Sunday. Teaser there for you. Two stinker teams. I love it. All right. Vikings are hosting the Packers. Packers laying one and a half over and it's 48. I'm not going to go against the Packers until they kind of wrong me. Um, even though Aaron Jones is out, I love their backup. A.J. Dillon's shown that he can take the load and do really well. I mean, he scored numerous touchdowns this year. He catches out of the backfield well. And we saw him at Boston College. He's an absolute workhorse. So I think there's obviously a slight uh, downgrade with A.J. Dillon, but it's nothing to be worried about. Um, I think Valdez Scantling is going to try to play today. And they still have Devontae Adams, you know, top five receiver in the league, maybe top three. Uh, year in and year out. I'm just, again, Aaron Rodgers is an absolute monster. Um, outside of their first week, he's looked nothing short of spectacular. I, I've always been fade cousins and the Vikings. I just don't think they're a good team. So give me the Packers on the road at one and a half. I just love it. I, I think I bet these guys every week, but I'm actually going to take the Vikings. I, this, I think to me, is a great teaser play at one and a half, especially. You, you get the six and you get it up over the seven. Um, 35% of the tickets on Minnesota, 71% of the money. And you look at the injury report and basically the entire pass rush for green Bay is either questionable or on IR for the year. So I, I think that's where the value is in this game. It is really hard to go against Aaron Rodgers, Even when he has no receivers, they still find a way to create offense. Um, and you saw the Vikings run D is pretty terrible. Uh, you can see that when the Cowboys beat them on uh, Monday night. So that concerns me a little bit, but um, I am going to take the Vikings here. I, I do think that they'll have um, Packers pass defense isn't great. You know, they like to rush for and drop, and it's going to be hard to rush for when there's really nobody up front that can get a rush through. So uh, give me the Vikings. Packers have been playing well, but I am going to go against them here. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I kind of like if I do a straight play this, I'd be taking the Vikings in this. This one to me should be a little higher on the line. So I, it, it's a little fishy for me. I love what you said, Jason. I already have it marked down. This is straight teaser play for me. Also, I love the Vikings up to seven in a teaser. Also, uh, road teams have been covering the ATS, which isn't good for us, but okay. Who cares? We're moving on. And I love Dylan. Hugh hit on him. I love Dylan. Another player prop I'm going to play today. 81 and a half. Take the over. Dylan's going to hit over 81. Give the guy, give him the ball like he did back in BC, man. He got the ball all the time in BC. Give him the football. That's an easy cover um, with the player prop. But I do like the Vikings in a teaser. Yeah, it's it's really it's he's the only other skill player they have today besides Adams. It's like that's a really banged up offense you have going for uh and even Adams was on the injury report this week. So yeah, definitely. All right. I, I want to ask you about this one. So it's another huge line change. So the Bengals started out on the road plus one, uh going to Vegas, and now they're minus two. Did I miss something on the injury report? Because like I'm looking and to have a three-point jump like that. Um, I'm not seeing anything like sticking out on both injury reports. Did I miss something? 
Yeah, Alec Ingold's out for the uh, the Raiders, so that definitely was a big. Def- when you lose your fullback, you lose your offense. Uh, no, I don't know. I I think it's really just people kind of you know take digesting what the Raiders have become the last couple of weeks and just the full circus it is out there uh, in the desert uh, between you know the off the field stuff and just you know I guess people are questioning now the offense because Gruden really was the offensive coordinator. Uh, her Brett Musburger was on Beeson this week talking about that, how they're kind of struggling to find themselves and get people open now that he's not a part of it. Um, that was my concern earlier um, whenever they made the coaching change, but it seems like it's come to, come to fruition now. Um, the Bengals also have one of the cleanest injury reports of any NFL team right now. Uh, even the guys that are listed on there really aren't key contributors. So I'm guessing it's just really people just looking at this game over the week and kind of realizing, getting basically talking themselves into the Bengals who've had some pretty disappointing efforts of late. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm surprised the Bengals have dropped last two. Like, I thought they would pick it up last week, and they just got absolutely housed. Um, and I, I think I was on them and, and didn't see that coming. Uh, I think, like I brought up last week, this was the team for the Raiders that we're going to see a decline. Like you said, the circus, it's catching up to them. Um, and I think maybe that line is kind of playing into that aspect as well. Um, I do think the Bengals bounce back again without Gruden. You know, the Henry Ruggs stuff, I just think it's starting to weigh on the team um, on a mental standpoint, as, as like you said, too, the, you know, the Gruden play calling isn't there. Um, I like the Bengals minus two. Man, I'm really uh, – I've had some dolls, but I like, I like a lot of um, favorites this week, and I think it just matches up well right here for the Bengals to kind of bounce back on a team going through some misery right now. Yeah, and you're seeing the, the, the Raiders' pass rush was really good earlier in the year, starting to tail off now. And that's really the that's really the biggest part of this game is if they can get a rush on Burrow, then the Raiders are a live dog. If they can't, then I do think um, just the way the offense is stalled. Cincy defense, you know, isn't as good probably as we thought it was, but it's also not bad. Um, I'll tell you what, they, they better watch out for uh, those little screen passes that Derek Carr always throws. Um, what's his face? <laughs> he was at Clemson. Um, Renfro, I mean, they get they got gutted by the Jets. You know, by that little dump off screen pass, that's kind of what Renfro runs. So that could be dangerous for the Bengals defense. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I, I was expecting to see uh, tickets on the Bengals and money on the Raiders. I'm not seeing it yet. And that's crazy, especially because the Raiders kind of get that little inflation at home, kind of like the Golden Knights doing hockey, where um, the hometown uh, Vegas crowd likes to back their team. They're not backing this team this week at all, at least at this point. So, um, yeah, it's it's I'll take the Bengals and lay the two, even though I hate it because you know short home dogs are usually a good way to live in the NFL. I like teaser. Um, taking the Raiders up, take the Raiders up. I agree. I mean, you guys, I mean, really spoke well about this. I think things are catching up to them a little bit. Are they as good as people thought? Now, yeah, just all this drama that they have. But I still now the Bengals are coming off a bye. They got extra rest. They have a very talented offense. I just think you get a home dog up to eight points and a teaser. I love this spot. Just give me the teaser all day with the Raiders and hopefully they compete. And they need to, because I mean, this, you know, this would be multiple losses in a row here. And then you're starting to really get in crunch time here to try to make the playoffs here and they're going to be in trouble. So I think it's going to be a desperate team play hard. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but in a teaser spot, I love the Raiders this week. Yeah. I got to think of those four teams in that division, the Raiders are the team that's going to fall through. I mean, they were all kind of had the same record there for a while, but they, they probably have the worst uh, collection of talent at this point. 
Okay, here's a game I can't really get a read on, so I'm going to lean heavily on you guys. It's a stay away for me. Uh, if I had to take it, I'd probably uh, tease the Cardinals up. Uh, so the Seattle Seahawks are laying two and a half. The line opened up at minus one and a half, uh, over under 46. I kind of actually find that a little weird that the line has moved further in favor of the Seahawks when you think it would change towards the Cardinals. I mean, I'm pretty certain Kyler Murray is going to play. I mean, he pretty much said the coach doesn't have any decision-making in that. I'm going to play if I'm ready, uh, which is kind of telling uh, that he runs the show out in, in Phoenix. Um, I don't really have a line. I mean, with the Seahawks, I can't judge them this week. I haven't judged them all season. They lose. Um, Chris Carson officially did a next surgery. Alex Collins um, is going to be their running back. I just don't have a feel. I'm kind of rambling, and, and I don't know why because I'm not on this game. <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting for the Cardinals, too, because if Murray can't go, they're going down to the third string guy in Strebler, who ended up playing uh, last week because Cole McCoy also questionable with the pectoral. Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins still out, so I can see why. And then, you know, I it's, think the, the line's getting pumped up because basically they think Russ is going to cook this week and that okay. he's going to fix that offense that has been really brutal to watch, especially if you watch that Saints game. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and you know, and it is true though. If you add Russell Wilson to that offense and they can protect him a little bit, all of a sudden everything clicks a lot better because they can actually get you know, the wide receiver core is probably underrated a little bit. I know DK Metcalf gets a lot of credit, but the other guys are pretty good too. Um, you know, and, and maybe people are just fading Kingsbury as we're getting later in the season now. He's got a history of his teams kind of tailing off and uh, not circling the wagons when they have a couple of bad losses. So, uh, I'm probably going to take the Seahawks here at home with the crowd. And figuring we're getting a less 100% Murray. Um, you know, it looks like 60% of the tickets, 85% of the money on the Seahawks. Uh, so I'll ride with the public on this one. Great play for me, Seattle. Love everything you guys said. Jason, you said it really well there. Russ is going to come back, laid a stinker last week, coming back from the finger injury. They're going to heat up this week. I don't like Arizona. What do I do? I always go against Arizona. Murray, see what he can do. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure if he's going to play no Hopkins uh, Edmonds, the running backs out, give the ball to James Conner a little bit. Uh, but I love Seattle home favorite here lines up to minus two and a half Seattle all over Seattle today. Straight play by me. I will be pounding it. Seattle's going to win this game. Jason, did you hear that? What's that? A straight play by Smitty. I, I, yeah, I I, th- I fear it was a mistake. I had to, on. I had to make sure he was- <laughs> Hey, I do it. I have to have the feeling, guys. I'm the teaser king for a reason. I bring the teasers to the show. That's why I'm. Hey, don't 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 dip your toes in the water. You can't I, handle straight play. Listen, I and hey, listen, who who do I do straight plays against? UVA basketball. Yep. Arizona. Now, yep. hey, I, the funny thing is, I had UVA in a teaser yesterday, so I went UVA, so I don't want to hear, tell your family to relax. When you guys are having some turkey and gravy this weekend, and you guys bash me and say, Smitty never takes UVA, I did take UVA yesterday. Hey, and I would like to thank UVA for covering that 14 and a half, and uh, that was a nice job. But then we had, we were on that one as well. That was more of a fade pit thing, but uh, the Hoos <laughs> showed up and played pretty well. Um, so yeah, I think it was like straight temperature. Temperatures in Seattle, 46 degrees. That is a big difference from the uh, 30 degrees in Green Bay. The milder temps will help Russ with the hand condition. I mean, if anyone who's ever had any uh, finger injuries or hand injuries knows the cold weather, blood comes right out of your hands. You don't have the feel that you will. So 
even though it might be typical Seattle weather, it'll be a little more temperate. It'll probably be a little bit better feel. And he'll probably in just a week of practice will help them too. And listen, they, they got to get this. I mean, you're talking, they're, they're, they're three and three and six right now. They got to win this. This is a, this is a playoff game in a way for them. I don't still, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but this is a game that they have to, you have any chance of talks to this. They got to win this game. They will cover. Trust me. Take Seattle. All right. I'm going to kind of go with that, that theory here in the next game. So the chiefs are hosting the Cowboys huge game at 425. Chiefs are laying two and a half at home. Over under 56. I actually two two plays. I think it's going to go under because I think this just has a matchup. This is like Chiefs Titans. You think it's going to go over? Nothing happens, and you're looking at a big loser. Like the under there, like the Chiefs at home. I think, and and I I'm basing it. Every game for them is a playoff game. Um, and their defense is actually getting better. They're playing a lot better. They're getting a lot more pressure. Um, and a huge guy comes back. Edwards Hilaire is an outstanding running back. I don't think they feed him the ball enough when he is healthy. I love him. And I think Mahomes is starting to uh, get that ball to the receivers pretty well. They're not dropping them. Listen, a lot of I know it's a quarterback stat, his 10 interceptions. I'm going to go on the defense. Five of those were on his receivers. you got to catch the ball. When it's hit your face mask, that's not on the quarterback. Um, I think they're playing a little better. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder. They're going to have the crowd with them. This is just a game that I think the Cowboys, you know, stay in it. But I, I just it's kind of one of those games they drop. You know, it's a, it's a big time game. Uh, Mari Cooper's out for them with COVID. So I like the Chiefs minus two and a half and I would do the under. I love the under in a teaser. Yeah, I think you mentioned it with the, the turnover luck, which apparently had been on the Chiefs side for the last couple of seasons, kind of uh, normalized itself in the beginning of this year because those weren't bad picks. So there was a lot of deflections. There was a lot of batted ball interceptions, a lot of fumbles. They kind of didn't bounce their way. Um, that stuff seems to be calming down a little bit. Um, you really kind of saw the Chiefs kicking the gear last week against uh, Vegas um, and what they want to do. That looks like the Chiefs team that we've been betting on uh, the beginning part of the year. Um, you know, it's it's interesting, though. Dallas, very comfortable rushing for and dropping everybody, which was a recipe against the Chiefs for the early part of this season. But the problem is, is that who's going to rush the passer? It, you Basically, it's Micah Parsons is the answer. right? He's going to have to play defensive end today as there's nobody really on the edges for the Cowboys at all. And if you don't have a pass rush against Mahomes, he's going to pick you apart. Um, I don't know. I don't like – I understand the theory on the under. Both these teams kind of take their time scoring. But I just think that there's going to be some opportunities down the field here. Uh, I, I like the over, even though I think everyone's going to be on the over. Um, Casey's defense has played better. They play a lot of man, though. I don't know if they can play man. Obviously, Dallas got Gallup back. And, you know, frankly, there's times where he looks just as good at Cooper. Um, and they've got a bunch of other guys, even though I think Wilson's a little dinged up, but he's going to go. Uh, I'm going to take the over here. I think three could be anything. I think this is going to be a game of sevens. Um, and I think I'll actually, I'll take the chiefs, but it's going to be a high scoring affair. Yeah. Kansas city's offense has been really good. Played great last week. Well, why his brother wasn't at the game. Maybe he took my advice from the show. Maybe he drove him to the woods and just dumped him off, and the kid still hasn't found his way home. Good job by Mahomes there. Get rid of that brother. Hey, give, give me credit for that. 
The Raiders just got <laughs> out on the at home. I mean, I was all over that. You guys were. I mean, yeah. Hey, listen, I, I, I was wrong on that, but I think I, I, love it. Right. I, like I might be right that his brother's missing right now. Maybe find get your milk car and out. Maybe his brother's face is on it. Good for him. Well, I told you that, he probably he probably told his brother it was a home game. Yeah, he yeah. probably did. He was standing there. He was he was dancing in the stadium. So. Yeah. I like here again. I like the home teams are very good in the series uh, ATS in this. So that goes with Kansas City. But road dog, low line here. I love Dallas in a teaser. I think this game's competitive. I think it's really close. I know no lamb. Gallup's a big comeback. I like having him back on the team. Give the ball to Pollard. Give the ball to Elliott. Run the ball a lot in this. Dak makes some plays. I like Dallas in a teaser today. I think Lamb's actually going to go. No Cooper. Yeah, no Cooper. I think Lamb is going. Oh, Lamb is going. I thought yeah. Lamb was out. Okay, well, I yeah, he was he was on the injury report, but he's uh, he was a full participant Thursday and Friday, so that would. And point Cooper to him has going. COVID, right? Yeah, he's, he's out back. also next okay. Thursday too for people looking ahead. Yep. Okay. So okay. So Lamb's back. I, that I mean, I like it. I like Dallas. I mean, give yeah, me Dallas perfect. with the, the teaser. So my question is cute. So do we check Instagram to see if Jackson Mahomes doesn't go to this game? And if, if he's not, if he finds some excuse that he, he's not here, then that, that's, we push all in on the chiefs. I think so. I mean, I think that would also, <laughs> I, I mean, as, as, as dumb as it sounds, like I do think that his family's a distraction and, and maybe, you know, Pat kind of did say, Hey, you guys got to chill out. Like you're getting more coverage than me. And I'm a half a billion dollar quarterback that actually plays for this team. <laughs> this week will be telling. If he's not there, I think there is some some fire where the smoke is. If he's there, then I think we just continue a nice bit. I mean, that's kind of. I don't, I don't I disagree hope, with that point he, at all. I hope he posts the video today and he's in the middle of the woods dancing. <laughs> <laughs> in a roped off in a roped off area that he says the NFL put him in. Yeah, <laughs> I hope there's. I hope he posts a video and there's a big bear chasing him. <laughs> he's a Texas guy. He'll just say he's a camp hunting something. Yeah. So. Hey, uh, here's a weird game. I'm it's I mean, I know it's y'all's team, so I'll let you take the floor, but I kind of wanted to bring up the Chargers. What are the Chargers? I think that's like a minute discussion itself. Like it's Herbert kind of I mean, listen, we Herbert is way better than Tua, but is he starting to kind of settle back down? I mean, he was on fire. He kind of had that Pat Mahomes, you know, thing going, and now he's starting to make some dumb decisions. You know, he's some of the passes you're like, dude, why are you forcing that ball? you know, to Keenan Allen or Mike Williams and double and triple coverage. We're starting to see those mistakes. So I think they're catching up to him. Uh, teams are starting to figure out like, hey, he's just going to dump the ball to Eckler inside the 20s. So let's just cover Eckler and force him to throw the ball to the other guys. Um, the Steelers, they're banged up. They got a lot of injuries. I mean, TJ Watt, you know, being out hurts. Um, but they're a gritty team, man. The Steelers, if you take them as a favorite, they don't cover sometimes. And you're like, are you kidding me? How do you not cover that game? But then, you know, you, you fade them and then they cover. So I just don't have a feel with the Steelers team. Yeah, I think if you're going to take the Steelers, you're basically you're reading the, the media this week uh, where Tomlin basically called it not good enough. He called out his own team. Um, He's on the next situation where. Well, I'm just saying, but this is the situations where he does really well, where he's getting yeah. points against better teams. Um, and they always come out and play, especially in prime time. Like this is the spot where all the motivation works and it clicks. I think, you know, I think with Herbert, like you mentioned, if even in the games that he looked really good, there were red zone turnovers, like really bad red zone turnovers. Like uh, they won the Browns game, but they threw an awful end zone pick there. 
Um, th- there was a game before that, I think. Where, so th- you can see the little cracks in him where he needs to get a little bit better, a little more careful with the football. I, that scares me. Interceptions is a hard thing to fix because that's all instinct and guys trusting their arm a little too much more than anything else. And that's hard to coach out of somebody. Um, yeah, I, just here, I just, you know, I like the Steelers. I think they've been scrappy this season. I think you saw last week, though, that this isn't a very good football team. They just didn't have enough guys to get through a game where they were missing some people. Um, so they're not at that level anymore. Um, the six is a lot. So I will probably take the Steelers with the six, but I don't think they have any chance of winning this game. It'd be a backdoor play at best and more of a fate of the Chargers kind of being a little overhyped, uh, especially on the defensive side. Now, the one thing I'm seeing is that Chargers run these 30 seconds. So the Steelers are going to run the football all week. Well, yeah, well, the Steelers are what? 29th around the football or something like that so it's you know they've gotten better um but they're still not good so you, you just don't become a good running football team just because the other team's terrible guard running defending the run if anything they get a little help that way um it's still on ben who's been healthy hopefully he won't be rusty and he can cover the six hey did um did i hear something on twitter and it was like if the steelers need warm weather they go to san diego uh, or la now and they just dominate the chargers in california is that did I did I read that or something on Twitter? I, it kind of made me chuckle. <laughs> there is a history there, though. They went they they took Duck Hodges out there a couple of years ago at a game where they were really shorthanded and won. Um, yeah. And it, it's going to be a home game for the Steelers. I think they yeah, had the, fan, the fans the will be left. all Steelers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, so South there was. So I did read that then. Yeah, Southern California yeah. has a huge Steeler contingent, and you know it's really easy to get tickets. And they have the new building now to check out. I mean, they went to the soccer stadium big time last time. Now you get you can get but 50,000 more Steeler fans in there. So, and I think even last time they played out there, um, the stadium played Renegade by accident during the game. It's like, how does that happen? Like, that's the, <laughs> that's just a huge mistake. Like, great, what are you great doing? Great song choice, though. Great song. <laughs> yeah, they've been, they've been posting that video a lot. Um, some of the players and just some of the Pittsburgh things. Uh, that place was crazy. It was in a soccer stadium last time they were out there. It was all Steeler fans. It's going to be Steeler fans again. Jason said it. I mean, this th- does this shock you being a Steeler fan last week? What happened? No. Tomlin, when they play these crap teams, they, they can't win. They play horrible. Mason Rudolph should have lit them up. And he did. I mean, he's garbage. He's not going to be the quarterback. I mean, let's let's get Dwayne. You have Dwayne Haskins on his phone during warmups. They don't have a guy on that roster that's going to be a quarterback on that on that team. I mean, bring back Doc Hodges. I think he's in the Canadian league. Bring him back. He'd be better than Mason Rudolph. So it goes right into, and I said this yesterday, old man in the garage, just goes right into them playing very well tonight. Why? You have TJ Watt out. You have Joe Hayden out. You have um, Dotson's out now. You have guy after guy after guy. Ben is coming on a, uh, a separate flight because he has COVID. You know, he passed, but now he is you would think there's no chance. Guess what? There's a chance. Take money line Steelers, take the spread Steelers, teaser Steelers. They will compete home game out West for them. This game will be close. It will be close. Smitty, real quick before we go to the last game, you talked about the Canadian football league, Duck Hodges up there. I want to give a shout out to a guy, hometown Manassas guy, was just named most outstanding player in the Canadian Football League on the offensive ball, Lucky Whitehead. So congrats to him. You know, he had some bad luck, got into some trouble um, in Dallas, kind of got wrapped up in in the wrong person. I think Des Bryant is a cancer. That's kind of who he got tied into. Um, It seems like he really kind of gave himself a a mental um, 
reset and he's doing really well staying out of trouble up there so good for him but how is he like I know he's an undersized guy he's a specialist I know the rules are a little different in Canadian football you know you you got the wider field the longer field the you can run up to the line of scrimmage but how has he not made it onto like a scrub team like the Jets I mean he could absolutely help them he's not any any worse than those guys in my opinion I mean I think the most outstanding receivers in the Canadian Football League could do pretty well here uh, on some of these bum teams. I, I think it's just it's crazy he can't get in the league, and we're looking up some some absurd wide receivers. I, th- I think what it is is you just haven't seen that guy come over and break through really um, the skill positions. Like there's been a bunch of running backs that have come back from Canada, and they've usually been like third down backs at best, and they really haven't contributed all that much. There was a, a guy a couple seasons ago, uh, for, I can't remember, but. Uh, even quarterbacks, you think the same thing, right? The skills should translate. And Warren Moon's really the only guy, and he should never have been in Canada in the first place. I mean, same with Flutie. I mean, those guys both obviously were capable of playing in the NFL and went up there. Um, it's just weird. I, I guess the additional space really helps guys like the size of Lucky Whitehead, where it's just too much field to cover, especially a guy who has good sport, short space um, quickness. And in the NFL, it's much more condensed field, a lot, you know, it's a lot less space. You need to be a little more of a physical guy. Um, and I think that's what really hurts these guys because, yeah, you would think that, that it'd be able to translate and you'd be able to get the best of the CFL to come down and be at least your third receiver, right? And it just he, it never seems like it's happened. He's proven he can do it in the NFL. I mean, he, they actually did feed him the ball in Dallas, so, like, he's proven he can do it on the smaller field. And we're also seeing, like, those jet sweeps and stuff. Like, there is a lot more movement, and, and you guys could probably see it. That whole one-second set before they snap the ball, they're getting pretty generous about letting those guys – you know, come in motion and then they, they like turn and they're the play's gone. I mean, there's really no true one second anymore, which mm-hmm. would play into his, you know, quickness. But I just thought that was a good point. Like you brought up the Canadian and, and congrats to him, but how has he not made in the league on some over some of these bum receivers? Well, especially Steelers. I mean, I'm just going to go off my team. Ray, Ray, McLeod, he help him. he's better than Ray, Ray McLeod. Absolutely. Ray, Ray I, McLeod was like the entire, um, who Mason Rudolph was trying to get the ball to, um, all last week in that game. So, and can I just say one more thing, another little note, can the Steelers use, I'm watching all these games again. I've said this many times on the show. They signed Watts brother. He's the second highest paid running or fullback in the league. And we never use him. He plays special teams. Can you watch? I watched. So that game Thursday night, when we were doing the show with new England, they have two really good running backs. Well, guess what they have? They have a fullback. Now, the only thing I'm thinking with the Steelers is or they just don't want to put Ben under center because maybe he can't, I guess, take three steps back and hand the ball to somebody. But bring him down. Lucky, come to the Steelers, get rid of Ray Ray McLeod, and then use the pullback. That's that's my Steeler rant for the week. <laughs> it's a fair point because Matt Canada has always used fullbacks wherever he's been, LSU or uh, Pitt or Maryland. Like, they've always had that guy kind of be like, He's basically an H-back where, you know, he's an offset tight end, but he's played more inside the tackles, which is where you see the fullback lineup. And I saw teams last week in the NFL using, like, basically a modified pistol formation with the fullback next to the quarterback and a tailback behind him. So it's just I, – I don't think they trust Derek Watt to make the blocks. Like, I think it's that simple. They basically see him as a special teamer, and it was worth the money to make sure TJ stayed at home um, because – yeah, it, it would be something they could use, especially if they were struggling in the run game so much. And I think Alabama has used a lot of fullbacks um, in their time there. I know they've gone more to, to like spread formations and double tight ends, especially with O'Brien. But 
you know, that's something Najee's seen before. Maybe he doesn't prefer to use it. I don't know. Running backs have their preferences of how they want to go about this stuff. But um, it, it would seem like, especially when the running game was struggling, that would have been like a, a, at least something to throw out there for the defense to kind of figure out. All right. Last game of the slate here. It's a bad spot for the Giants. So the Bucs are at home, laying 11, overrunners 49 and a half. I would hate to be the Giants having to go against the Buccaneers team that just lost. This is kind of the Bills last week. Like, it was an easy win to see the Bills, uh, you know, just destroy um, a huge spread. I think this is another perfect line for that. I think the Bucs um, are going to be pissed. So, they lose Antonio Brown, but Godwin looked okay last week. He's still back. They're getting Gronkowski back. Um, I think they're they're just going to take some, some aggression out here uh, on the Giants. And, and I will confidently lay the eleven. Yeah, I, I agree. That lines up to 11 this morning. It was like 10 and a half yesterday. You've seen 56% of the action on the Buccaneers, but 90% of the money. I think that's the right play. Probably just grab the 11 now. Um, and like you said, it's just a get-right game for them. And the Giants have no healthy running backs. It seems like they've never had any healthy skill talent at any point this season, um, and that <laughs> will continue. And, yeah, I, I like the Bucs minus the 11 here. A pretty boring Monday night game probably. Sticky note. Sticky note, Jason. Uh oh. Saw it this morning around 6 a.m. I told you we get up early. We're doing the hard work. Tom Brady, last 11, 8 p.m. or later games, covering the spread, 0 and 11. Well, he'll be 1 and 11. I like the Giants. <laughs> I like the Giants. I love the Giants in a teaser. This, What's... Team, this team fights. This team fights. They find ways to lose, they're going to compete especially in a teaser, man, jack that up, take it. Tom Brady's going to be sleepy. He likes, he likes having his slippers on. Take the giants. Does, does that factor in daylight savings? Maybe it's earlier. He's all day. confused now. He doesn't know what time it is. So, I don't I mean, even know what time it is most times. That's why I get up at like five in the morning. I would like to see the average spread of those games that uh, he didn't cover and the opponents. So I bet you they were pretty good. I'll, 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 I'll send it to you. I'll send it. I can I give credit because I always give credit to whoever posts it. I'll, I'll find it today and I'll, I'll send it to you. Oh, no, I'm aware that that trend's definitely out there. But I'll tell you what, if there's one team against his blood boiling, it's the New York Giants because there's two rings of theirs sitting over on their sideline. And he definitely, he's mentioned that on the Manning podcast that he is not a Giants fan at all. So if he gets an opportunity to, to hang half a hundred on them, I think he will take it. Like he's kind of wired that way. I understand that you have, I, I love the sticky note more than anyone. But I'm just telling you, if there's one team that Brady is going to unleash hell on, it's the New York Giants. Just uh, hey, that's going to be great conversation Monday night. Oh, 11, <laughs> sleepy slippers, newspaper, pipe, him, mill tea. Mm. <laughs> one, one and 11 heading into next week. That's mm, what I'm going we'll to see. We'll see. All right. That's all we got for the slate. Oh, I got, all- I got, I, I, I'm not done yet. I'm not done. Oh, geez. Old, old man, old man in the garage. Got to give it cold week last week. He's been on fire. Who's he like? He loves the Raiders. Take the Raiders. I told you to take the Raiders. He loves Dallas. Loves the Cowboys. He loves the Cowboys today because he's not fan of the brother either. So there's my dogs dropping bones all over the place. Loves that. Listen, player props today that I'm eyeing up. All rushing. I love the rushing today. Dylan over 81 and a half. Ingram for the Saints over 56 and a half. Cam over 27 and a half. And Najee Harris 
over 81 and a half. Love those plays. Yeah. No. All right. I got none of them. I got the wife yelling at me. Make breakfast. We got some some uh, friends over. Oh, there's my dog smashing the ball. The ball. College, <laughs> college hoops. Get on college hoops today. What a great Nova, Purdue, Clemson, West Virginia, Oklahoma, Utah State, UNC, Tennessee, uh, Arizona, Michigan. Man, watch the NFL, but man, keep track of those hoops because we're going to dominate college hoops. Yes, we are. Very soon. It's we're getting ready to launch some shows. I have nothing else, Jason. Do you have anything else? I do not. Obviously, the dogs are ready to go. We should be ready to go. Let's have, let's have a real good card here on this Sunday. I love it. As always, bang your bookies. And we work harder so you don't have to. New slogan for the show, thanks to Smitty Bucks. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.